It's Pennywise? What? Yep. That's right. You're going to get up there, and you're going to be like, oh my god, it's a horrible monster, eldritch horror, and then there's just a clown holding a red ah, balloon. the worst eldritch horror. That's the thing Satan's scared of. <laughs> it's fucking cloudy. Welcome back to our podcast, Tales from the Table. I'm Cloud, the dungeon master and creator of this adventure, and around our virtual table we have... And Caden. Wait. Athanasius. <laughs> Flower. I did say last time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay, yeah, yep. That wasn't exactly uh, who wants to give the summary? <laughs> no, I, I, no. I, I kind of fucked it up. It's fine. It's fine. We'll just, I didn't want just keep to say going. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't have worked anyway <laughs> because flower would have still been flower if it was exactly reversed. <laughs> exactly, which is why I changed it. Who's oh doing the the recap? Does anyone want to, or do I have to point the finger of doom at somebody? I mean, I I volunteer as tribute. All right, Athanasius, go. Um, lots of exposition about no, don't uh, say it that uh, way you know, you're supposed to say <laughs> it in a story <laughs> way no last time on tales from the table we learned about yoali's dark grim backstory okay don't do it that kites. close to the mic because i have to cut it out when you do that <laughs> you should still say it that way though <laughs> in a world where a tiefling makes kites <laughs> Okay, last time on Tales for the Table, we talked to Yoali, uh, trying to get information about the monster that she summoned, um, and we learned about her grim, dark, not D&D hard mode appropriate backstory um, that The NPCs involves... are allowed to have them, just not you guys. Oh yeah, okay, uh-huh. Um, that involved a lot of uh, kite making, Very lot, lots of grim, dark kite making and um, her city getting swallowed by the desert, and then her discovering the ability that she could create illusions and bring the city back and bring everybody back, except for one person uh, who was... Rahman. Yeah, Rahman, who was basically like a scribe at the library, right? Uh, yeah, um, like a librarian. Yeah. Um, and when she tried to bring him back, she created this monster thing that's trying to eat the world. So that's cool. And then me and Flower did uh, a coming-of-age ceremony with Yoali that involved dabbing in fidget spinners. And it was a really good time. Yeah, that, that pretty much that was, And we actually yeah, had like a it. nice, genuine moment with her, too. There was more than just the jokes. Yeah, she, she appreciated it. And you have taught her how to dab. Uh, and, which she now thinks is like a powerful magical thing to do. And Caden pissed off Sonnet. Yeah, Sonnet's oh, not yeah, super happy yeah, with you true. right now. Caden cast Gust on Sonnet's nail file. It was good. Sonnet is very particular about their claws. Duh, don't piss off the bard, man. Don't you know anything? Jeez. Yeah, bards are OP. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. All right. So you guys just walked up the stairs and you felt the pressure of silence and darkness uh, bearing down on you. And then you saw just the slightest hint of movement, uh, almost like a stirring or a shifting of dust in the air. And a voice spoke to you saying, well... I've been waiting a long time for you to arrive. Can you guess Fault Cloud? Just kidding. My, my, it took so long for you to get here. Keeping me waiting like that was very rude. You're but talking no about Willis? It didn't take us that long. Willis. <laughs> Who is Willis? <laughs> I have many names, but that has never been one of them. Well, it is now. Your name is Willis. Cannon. Caden is definitely shooting at Athens just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this guy's (laughs) going to murder us and you're calling him Willis. We heard you're here to consume the entire world and that's not okay. You can't do that. I don't see why not. After all, what are things there for except to be consumed? And that's a pretty nasty lisp you got there. You're like, you okay, man? Ah, uh, Athanasius Argentianus Sanguisian. Uh, you are very flippant, but I like spirit. What a pedigree you have. What an inquisitive mind stuffed with knowledge. I kind of turned to Flower and Caden is like, man, that lisp. Let's uh, keep moving forward on our toes. There's kind of like an arena, right? Yeah, there's, there's, an open, there's an open space in the center. You've definitely thrown this thing off balance a little bit. It wasn't expecting you to be joking with it. Caden <laughs> wasn't either. That's how smarmy adventurers do. Yeah. Yeah, we move slowly closer in. Yeah, there's just this open space in the center of the room. There's nothing there. This sort of shifting of dust, you see it maybe move a little bit around you, uh, maybe sort of in a circle, uh, just at the edge of sort of where you can see. It's not coming into the light. Athanasius. I was waiting for you to come. Oh, yes. All the answers you want, everything you're looking for is right here on these very shelves. I already gave you a little taste of what I have here, I believe. And you, uh, you know that piece of paper you have? Yeah. It stirs in your pocket. You feel it's struggling to get free. Can I just say, uh, Caden readies his one of his spells for the exact moment he can see the thing, if he ever can. Sure. Yeah, and sure. As soon as he sees it, he's gonna cast something. All right, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hit it with my machete if I see an attack coming at one of us four. Okay. This thing spoke to you. How do you respond? I think I pull out the the spell sheet or the scrap of spell sheet. I know you can read it. 
Would you like to read more? Stirring back in the darkness, uh, you see uh, all of a sudden uh, a book come off a shelf. It doesn't look like a formal le like leather-bound tome or anything like that. Um, it looks uh, more like the cheap cardboard notebooks that you used to use when you were a student, um, just with scrap paper in them for taking notes. Uh, and it floats gently through the air and all of a sudden is sort of tossed uh, down at your feet. As it falls through the air, uh, it falls open and you can see that the page that you have has been torn out of this notebook. C careful, Athern. I sigh super hard. Listen, Willis, like, as much as I would very, very much so like to read this, I would never do anything that I thought would endanger Flower or Caden, and I, I'm gonna have to pass on your offer. And I rip the page that I have into little pieces and oh, throw shit. it to the ground. Oh, shit! God damn. There's a heavy silence. You speak of protecting your friends. But how do you know that destroying this knowledge will bring protection rather than danger? Pretty simple. I don't trust you. <laughs> that is understandable. However, I assure you that the knowledge in that book will bring you safety. The truth can be hard to face, but you will be more prepared. More prepared in the future, but less able to defend my friends in the present, and that's not a trade-off I'm willing to make. Against what? Against you. I bear you no ill will. On well, the contrary, I want only to help you. Are we able to make insight checks against this thing? Yeah, if we can see it. Yeah, you can I hear it. Think one of those. Yeah, sure. Five. <laughs> it is telling you the truth. <laughs> this thing. This maybe Yowali was mistaken. Maybe this thing isn't a monster after all. That notebook looks really interesting too. Maybe it really will help. You could reach down and pick it up. Caden's not going to make an inside check because Caden's not going to believe a word coming out of this thing. <laughs> yeah, same with Athen. Like, I don't, based on how you always been reacting to it, I don't give a shit what it says. I'm not going to believe it, so. That seems like a little stupid even for Flower, but he'll say, uh, Willis, we've been talking about us a whole lot. Let's talk about you. What can we do to get you to to leave, to go back where you came from. Oh, I don't want to go back. I want to stay here. It will be better for everyone, including you, if, if you go back. Oh, alas, that is not the case. But we do not have to be enemies, you know. I am more than willing to help. In fact, I have been... Helping you all this time. 
giving you the knowledge that you want, the knowledge that you need to what have you been saying save the world? Listen, I don't think that any knowledge that you're going to give us is going to help us in any way, shape, or form. On the contrary, you are right, the world is in danger. It does need saving, but you do not yet know all that you need to know, all that you must know in order to prevent the fate you fear. I kind of shrug. If that's the case, then I'll find it out when I need to find it out. You're certainly not our only option for knowledge. Can Caden uh, make perception to try and find this guy? Uh, yeah, sure. You can stretch your senses and see what you can see in this room. See, hear, feel. Oh, Caden doesn't see it. Yeah, there's not much to see. Just that sort of stirring of dust and this dry, rustling voice speaking to you from out of the shadows. Uh, who was the last one who spoke? Flower? I think Athens was the last one to speak. No, Flower spoke after Flower, said, oh yeah, Flower said uh, we're not the only option for knowledge. Um, that this Willis isn't. Right, okay. This thing's now is officially, name is officially Willis. Yep. <laughs> That's our MO, giving Cloud Scary Monsters dumb names. Yep. <laughs> oh, but Flower, the truth hurts doesn't it? All along you've known in your heart that you are a cure, but it's too late now. There's no point in going back to your home. You can cure the dying, it's true, but you can't cure the dead. You're lying. If only that were so, I am not lying. Although... Relish is not necessarily dead. No, it is something else. Death follows life, and life follows death like a snake eating its own tail. Trick knew that. Yes, I sent her to try to tell you. I'm not sure the message really sank in, you see. Ah, you should see what she wrote. She had an understanding. And a piece of paper floats out uh, and lands in front of your feet. And you recognize Trick's handwriting again. It's another poem. She wrote that, oh, so many years ago. She understood even then life and death are a sort of never-ending slumber. And your relish has woken up. Um, Flower says again, you're lying. But he picks up the piece of paper anyways. I, I think I put a hand on Flower's arm. You accuse me of untruth. But this is without basis. How do you know that I am lying? I assure you I am not. You certainly have a lot of reason to. What reason do I have to lie? 
I mean, look at this place. They're not really being terribly straightforward with us. We can't even see you. Mortals. They will not believe until they see something with their eyes. And as you hear the voice say that, you see some of the books on the shelves begin to move. Uh, first, uh, just one or two, and then a handful, and then hundreds. Hundreds and hundreds of books rise off the shelves and stream together and come together all around uh, sort of the outside of the you know open circle that you're standing in. And when they are done, they have formed what looks like a giant, many-legged, uh, sort of like snake, but with legs. Um, do you guys know what a behir looks like? Like in the monster manual? A long serpentine body with many small legs uh, and uh, a sort of reptilian head. Uh, but with... Uh, uh, the creature made of books uh, has a mouth, but doesn't have any eyes that you can see. Uh, it's and its body is made up of all of these uh, tomes, you know, books of all sizes, scrolls, clay tablets, you know, anything that had ever been written on that had been stored in the library uh, has now come together to form this really quite enormous body uh, and the long bulk of it winds all the way around the room. It is huge. Now you can see something. Does this improve how you feel? The head says as it bends towards you. Didn't Caden have like some uh, readied action? Yeah, but true. I don't want to cast it anymore. Okay. Any of you, we are not in initiative order yet, so any of you can feel free to do anything you would like at any time. Just let me know. It is a bookworm. Uh, okay, so Flower was given the poem and uh, the bookworm. <laughs> it's not really its name, but uh, no, yeah. Name is Willis. We'll just name say, is Willis. Um, the worm is looking at you, although it doesn't have eyes, Followed but its, its, its head faces you. Cloud. God, its name is Willis. Its name Willy is Wormo? Not... <laughs> is its name Bookworm? His name is Willis the Bookworm, obviously. Willis the Bookworm. Has God had enough of us? Probably. I, I mean I'm 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 still here. I'm waiting for one of uh one of you, possibly Flower, possibly Caden or Athanasius, to respond to what happened. Also well, Flower picked it up, right? Yeah, but um Athens stopped him, right? Well, yeah, I I at least put my um my hand on your arm to like indicate that you shouldn't. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty obvious, huh? Yeah. You can see Trick's handwriting though. You know that this is one of her poems. I think I I just kind of very gently try to um take the the paper from Flower and and say, I know it's hard, but it's not real. Don't, don't, please don't destroy it. I won't destroy it, but it, you need to know it's not real. How do you know it's not real? You test my patience, saying such lies. I assure you, 
it is real. It's real in the same way that everything here is real, except that nothing here is real. Athen kind of spits at him. He doesn't care. He's made up of a, like a lot of books. How big is he? Big. Like, can we get feet? Um, I would say bigger than the giant, giant centipede. So this guy's like 50 feet tall? So when I, uh, in D&D, this would count as a gargantuan creature, but that can mean a lot of different things. In this case, it's more, it's more long than tall, you know? Gives me a starting point though, gargantuan. Yeah, it's probably something like, you know, 60 feet long or something like that. In terms of tallness, it's probably only, you know, maybe like, you know, eight feet or something like that. But it's very long, you know? Okay. I want to ready a spell for when it wants, when it looks like it's going to start moving. It turns its attention to you, Caden, seeing you move. Caden. Caden, Caden. Ah. Who would have thought you would prove so stubborn? Uh, you test my patience most of all. Rather not know, eh? Rather not face up to the truth. I understand the truth can be a truly terrifying thing. I notice, though, that you carry that crystal with you wherever you go. Caden puts his hand on his thermos with the crystal in it. You see the smile of the worm widen. Did you never wonder what it is? Where it came from? <laughs> Running around the city looking for bits of quartz. When all along you've been carrying something like that on your hip. Caden does not want to talk to this thing. <laughs> Storm-touched, yet blown every which way by every passing wind. If you had more knowledge, you would be firmer. You would know where to go, where to look. I have everything I need to get where I want. Why are you so interested in helping us? What does it benefit you? Let us just say... If there is no world, then there is nowhere for me to be. You are saving the world, are you not? Yeah, yeah. As far as we know. Then our interests are aligned. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Because you want to eat the world, and we want the world to keep existing. I mean, there is something about it, though. There's, there's something genuine about it. I kind of look at flour again. I eat, yes. I nibble at the edges of understanding. Even if he is offering something that he think would help save the world, it isn't real. All we need is each other. That's all we need. Flower, you will not wake them from their slumber if you are unprepared. Well, then we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. 
What did Athen do with the the paper? Uh, I have it Just in my toss hand. Toss it away. Still. Okay. No, I have it in my hand. The head swivels from one of you to the other as you each offer defiance, and you see the long body draw in closer and closer, shrinking the small circle of light that you're standing in. So be it then. I'm like moving my tail to try to guide um, Sonnet and Caden behind me a little bit. I've got my shield up. Yeah, Sonnet is basically just like cowering behind all of you. (laughs) Good. All right. And with that, it suddenly lunges forward, snapping at you. All right, roll for initiative. All right. Can I cast my uh, spell? Yep. Hold on, hold on one mo. Let's get our initiative rolls done, and then we'll we'll narrate the start of the fight. Okay. Four, thirteen, ten. Get those low rolls out now, Caden, so you can right. roll twenties the whole fight, please. Just a second, two. I've rolled. I rolled a two for God my first. God damn those dice! You never roll ones anymore. Now that you remember, lucky. <laughs> yeah, it's right. only twos. The it's worst like, number for it's you. Like, oh yeah, I have this thing. Let's me get rid of ones. I'll be fine. Just straight twos. Exactly. All right. So yeah, Caden, you had prepared a spell. Yes. Uh, what do you cast? Web. Okay. And I cast it ten feet back from its head, so it's covering. 20-foot section of its body. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, can you read to me exactly what web does? For a 20-foot cube from the point for duration, it's concentration up to one hour. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, difficult terrain and lightly obscure. I anchor it between two masses, so I don't know if I can if it would reach a wall, but I guess if nothing else, the bookshelves would work. Yeah, yeah, the, the bookshelves can kind of work. They're not super sturdy, but... Or against this thing. They're, I'm sure they're plenty sturdy, but this thing's big. Each creature that starts its turn in webs or enters them during its turn must make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, the creature is restrained as long as it remains in the webs or until it breaks free. A creature restrained by webs can use its action to make a strength check or against your spell save DC... If it's, so he's no longer no longer restrained. Okay. Webs are flammable. Any five <laughs> foot cube of webs exposed to fire burns away in one round, dealing two d four fire damage to any creature that starts its turn in the fire. Beautiful, Caden. I I rely on your uh, your smarts, Mac, to get you guys through these fights because I love designing tough bosses. But I know you guys will whoop them because you are smart. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> good job. Yeah. Um, it it hisses as uh, these webs appear all over its uh, sort of the midsection of its body and tangle up its legs. I also readied an action to hit it if it attacked one of us. Is it close enough to do that? Uh, yeah. It hasn't quite attacked yet. It's like coming. It, it's like clearly going to attack the you. It, it, it sort of snapped at you a little bit, but uh, it rolled really low on its initiative. So actually, Athanasius is up first. And I just want to say it's flammable, guys. <laughs> noted. Duly noted. Um, I toss the uh the book that I'd had with me that I had casted light on 
out into the middle of the room so that we can see clearly, and I draw my shield. Okay. And as is tradition, I cast Bless. All right, cool. How many people can you target with that now? So I am going to cast it at second level, and that means that I can target all four of us. Nice. Boosh. Nice. All right, next up is Flower. Okay. Um. Well, I'm thinking fire, fire, and I'm like, fire, 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 and I charge up a um, searing smite. Yes, that's a bonus action, and then I attempt to slither up and wallop this thing right in the web. All right, yeah. Holy crap, bless. Um, 24. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Great. Machete damage is five, and god damn it, <laughs> one fire damage. Okay, make that two fire damage. All right. Does DM want to rule that that sets the weapon fire or no? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in a you're in a dry, dusty library. There's cobwebs and and flammable books, and now there is fire. At so the start of the creature's turn, it can make a con save, and on a failed save, it takes uh, more fire damage. Okay, remind me of that. I will. In a minute, and Caden also remind me of the web burning and that it's going to take more fire damage from the web being on fire. Any five foot cube of webs exposed to fire burns away in one round. So I imagine one fourth of it is now burned away. Dealing two. Right. But it's going to deal him damage right, first, dealing right? Dealing 2d4 damage. So. Does that happen I... now? Or, or no, that starts turn? its turn in the fire. Okay. Both of you remind me of the fire when we get to its turn. Okay. Uh, next up is. Sonnet. Uh Sonnet, uh seeing that you guys are gonna fight is like uh I don't like fighting very much, so they are uh gonna back up uh kind of as far as they can back towards the hole in the floor where you guys came up from, but as they back up a uh, flower, they look at you uh, and you hear them uh, yell sort of from over your shoulder. N- nice job with that one. Uh, I-, I know this is crazy, but I think you've really got this. You can totally do this. And uh, you feel a little surge of, uh, of good feeling inside. So uh, take a d6 of bardic inspiration. Thank you. That really means a lot. I was going to say, wow. Sonnet is supposed to be this like suave, well-spoken character, but that character is played by me, a person who <laughs> is not suave or well-spoken and can't do shit. And therefore, uh, Sonnet's like, I- inspiring words are like, I think you're super swell. You're great. <laughs> awesome. So it's like, yeah, yeah, fucking, fucking great. Just, uh, listeners, imagine that Sonnet said something way cooler than that and not what I said. Uh, okay. (laughs) There you go. All right. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm like, well, whose turn is it now then? And then I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, now it's the worm's turn. Okay. All right. Uh, It is to make a con save and, um, take some fire damage from the web. Bunches of fire damage. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I did already make that deck save. It is restrained. Um, it's going to try to struggle free. And so, okay, so first I need to make a con save against... I rolled five with the 2d4 fire damage. Okay, and I make a con save, you said, flower? Yes. I fail. 
So how much more fire damage? Uh, a d6. So three more, and you it remains on fire. Unless right. it takes its turn to um, put out the fire. Uh, I Yeah, I'm not sure it's capable of that. Yeah, because now the webs are on fire. I imagine the webs are going to stay on fire until all the webs are burned away. That's how yes, I imagine. I imagine so too. And it is also catching the books on fire. So Everything's uh, things on are fire. on fire. Everything is beginning this to catch on fire. This is on fire. Exactly. All right. So the worm of the sort of midsection of its body is restrained in these webs, which are now uh, starting to catch on fire. The fire is spreading and also spreading to the worm's body. It shrieks in pain as the fire, you know, starts to lick at the books that are, are, you know, composing its physical form at the moment. And flower, it looks straight at you. It doesn't have eyes, but it's looking at you nonetheless, and you hear it whisper in your mind uh, even more quietly than before. Before it was speaking out loud, but now it's speaking just to you. <sighs> you will regret the choices that you have made more even than you can possibly imagine. And Flower, I need you to make me an integrity saving throw. So roll a d20 and then add your current integrity score, which I believe is eight. Uh, do I add bless to that as well? I usually do that to saving throws. Yes, add, add the bless because okay. I, I made it in such a way that it would have the same, I had to do math, it hurt my head. <laughs> but I think it'll still be okay if you add bless. 27. Hot diggity damn. I know. You do not give a fuck. You shove this thing out of your mind. Fuck you, Willis. The worm hisses in displeasure. I think honestly I'm overcompensating because I'm so scared that uh, what they're saying is true. <laughs> okay. And I just, you know, react in exactly the opposite, you know, over-aggressive manner. Awesome. Okay. Uh, next up. Oh, Caden is first. That's right. <laughs> what is that sound? You make that sound every time I call on you in combat, by the way. <laughs> Just a yay. It's the special Mac yay. You're like, yay. yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. You got it pretty good with these, with this web and the web's already on fire. So uh, what you going to do? Uh, how far away is it from me? Um, not too far. I would say, you know, 20, 30 feet, something like that. Its body is so big that at any time, part of it is close enough for you to hit. Okay. I think I want to cast um, Blinding Bolt. Okay. Uh, range spell attack. I'm going to have an advantage, right? Because it's restrained. That's really good. Uh, yeah. I'm really glad I have advantage. And add a d4. Truth. And a d4. Remember, wow. remember your bless. So that's a 21. Uh, yeah, you hit. Awesome. So he takes 2d8 and is blinded until... Or, no, he makes constitution saving throw. Ah, uh, sadly, this thing is immune to being blind. <sighs> but it will still take... Uh, it doesn't have eyes. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, but, hey, uh, it still takes the damage. Um, What was the damage? 10. Okay, 10 what? Lightning. Lightning, okay. All right, left to self. 
can't be blinded. Doesn't have eyes. Yes, but can be restrained. So good job on that one. Uh, next up uh, is Athanasius. Uh, is one of the side effects of it being restrained that it automatically fails deck saving throws? No, it has disadvantage. Has disadvantage. Okay. Uh, do I want to do that? I mean, you might as well. You probably do. Would a frost breath put out the fire, though? Probably. <laughs> yeah. There, look, this thing is really big. You can breathe frost at a part that isn't on fire. I told you it was like 60 feet long or something, and only 20 feet of it was covered by webs that are on fire. So the fire okay. has not engulfed its whole body. Okay, I breathe ice at a part of it that isn't on fire yet. Sweet. <laughs> okay, yeah, I fail. Okay, 2d6 cold damage. One moment. That's eight. Okay. Uh, then we have flower. I'm continuing to channel that spell. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just going to hit it again. All right. I can't add... Um. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not combat inspiration. Oh, you knew exactly what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah, I did. Um, 26 to hit. Yeah, 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 that hits easily. This thing does not have, like, some sort of sky-high AC. Right. And uh, seven damage to it. Okay. Uh, next up is Sonnet. Uh, Sonnet is uh, hanging out, again, near the exit. Yeah, they're, uh, that's really all they uh, were going to do for now. Um, they, uh, they're holding back. You, you get the impression, you know, looking at them and from listening to them that they're, they're not a fighter. Uh, and, you know, being in battles is not something they're necessarily used to doing and not, uh, they, they want to help you as much as they can, but there's not a whole lot that they, uh, can do to help you in an actual, uh, swords drawn fight. Uh, and then... Uh, the worm is back up. Uh, it's been smacked back pretty hard. It's already on fire. It mad. So should I roll? I'm going to roll my oh, damage yes. for it. Yes. Deal it some fire right. damage. Five, and it can make a con save to put the fire out again. Yeah, let's... Okay, so first of all, so you you deal it another... Ten, ten damage, because it is vulnerable mm -hmm. to yeah, fire damage. It's, it's... And then the webs... More web burns, too, on this turn? Yeah, so... How do we want to do this with the webs? I was imagining, let's say this is, let's say the webs are going to burn for like three turns. Well, um. Or, or is there an actual rule for this? Well. A five foot section every turn, right? A five foot cube every turn, but the thing spawned as a 20 foot cube. So that would so be. Four turns. No, that would be like 20 something turns. Are we just bad at math? We're doing volumes, right? Yeah, it's, it's volumes, not, not areas. I mean, it, it's it's all about how you believe. Like, it's not taking up the whole cube, right? How wide would you no. say this thing is? I said about eight feet. All right. So, so we'll I imagine say it's, it takes up yeah. two. It takes up like two five foot cubes wide, mm -hmm. and it stretches the entire length. So it take well. How tall is it? Uh, maybe about the same eight feet. All right. So, so another. So it takes up. It takes up eight cubes. Then, if it's okay, ten wide by ten tall. So it takes up eight cubes. So it'll be. This is the second turn. So after mm -hmm. this turn, six more turns. 
it'll be. Okay. As long as it doesn't go side to side or up. I was going to say, it can move out of it, but... <laughs> All right. Facing the prospect of that much damage, it is going to uh, try to escape. But first, Flower, you said it could make a constitution saving throw against your spell save DC to stop your fire? Yes. Okay, it succeeded on that. It, okay. uh, it got a modded 20, so... Sputters out. And it took okay. four fire damage from the webs. Okay. And I mean, I don't know how you want to... Oh, I'm going to have it uh, make a... Uh, you said I could make a, a dexterity check to yeah. No, it's, uh, escape? it's a dexterity check to avoid it. It's strength to escape. Oh, strength to escape. Okay. Uh, unlucky for you, it's dex is bad, but strength is good. And I don't know how you want to consider, since like I feel like half his body is outside the web if it moves forward, that half would be inside the web then. I don't know. Yeah, it uh, it's irrelevant because it uh, it failed to escape, so it's still. Oh my god! (laughs) Yeah, well, it rolls good, it rolls bad. That's life, real bad. All right, but let's see which one of you it's going to go for this turn. Being restrained is not necessarily going to stop it. Also, it has disadvantage on all attack rolls. Oh, it does. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good to know. Not only do we have advantage, but it also has disadvantage. It's, okay. That's the restraint condition. All right. Uh, it's it flails and shrieks as the fire spreads. Uh, you see the books that make up its legs and sort of the middle part of its long body writhing, and the the pages are are crisping and curling and falling to cinders. And it makes yet another attempt. Uh, this time, it targets Athanasius. Athanasius, this thing fixes you with its unseeing gaze and you hear it whisper in your mind ah athen athen i sent your friend Zania to speak with you did you not understand what she was trying to tell you did you not hear what she said about your teacher make me an integrity saving throw and I have eight, yes? Yes. You all have eight, actually. So. I thought I had nine. You no. got the void quartz. Oh, you yeah, got the, the void quartz. Let's see. Eleven plus eight plus one, which is twenty. Okay. You just make it. Hey. Uh, what it says unnerves you, and it takes all your effort of will to push it back. But you do. Okay. Uh, up next, we're back to Caden. Cool. Question. Mm-hmm. If I jump up and cast the cone effect, can I avoid hitting my party members in front of me? Yeah. Cool. Then I want to use my awesome wind jumping move mm-hmm. to jump up and cast static spray. Okay, cool. Just based on the hands. I was going to say, I knew you had a spell that lit things on fire. Am I in 15 feet or maybe like 20 or 30? Um, you're standing a little ways back from this thing, but you can get closer to it and then jump into the air and hit it with this. And still be behind my other party members? You won't be behind them, no. You'll be above them in the air shooting this down. Right, but I'll land. Oh no, you're going to land like on the other side of this thing. 
you're going to have to like vault up into the air and then you're going to come down or you could come down on top of it, but no, you can't come back down on top behind them. Can I just not do that and use a distance spell? In yeah, sure. Cool. I'm going to do that. I'm going to use distance spell to extend it to 30 feet. Okay. And uh, cast burning hands. It has to make a dexterity saving throw, which it has disadvantage on. Okay. Yeah, it definitely fails. So that's nine da- nine fire fire damage or lightning, I believe. But I believe that I left in the effect that it would ignite anything flammable. Correct. So... Lightning, but it'll make things fire. So however you want to interpret that. Uh, more of the books light on fire, and I'll have it take uh, let's just say like another one d four fire damage next turn, since another section of it is on fire. Okay. Uh, next up, uh. Athanasius. So, more than anything else, the knowledge that this thing kind of like has the balls to keep, you know, bringing people that I care about, you know, into this, even though in Athens' opinion, they really don't have anything to do with it, just pisses him off more than anything else. So, I think he glares at Willis super hardcore and he says, you may have a sharp tongue, but let's see how you like a taste of your own medicine. And I cast Spiritual Weapon. And here is how Athens' Spiritual Weapon manifests. It's not a fidget spinner, you big troll. He pulls a ball of energy out of his armband, uh, as he does with so many other spells, and he kind of tosses it into the air. And the books around this orb start glowing and flutter open and the words from these books start peeling off of the pages and kind of start rotating around this sphere until it almost looks like like a shuriken made out of words with this ball of light at the center in a spiritual weapon that I'm going to call cutting words the grin on my face right now. I wish you could see. I just made the I just made a face like you were saying the sickest, dankest thing I've ever heard. I love it. It's cuz it is. I know. <laughs> That's great. This is I... fucking sick. I love it. Is it a fidget spinner of cutting words though? We can make it a fidget spinner of cutting words, okay. fine. I'm sorry. Um... You you kind of uh <laughs> All right, fantastic. Except, you know, pointy instead of circular. It's an assassin's fidget spinner. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, And I move it 20 feet, and I make an attack with it. All right. You have advantage still, because it's still restrained. So. 16 plus 6, so that's 22 to hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and it deals... 10 damage. I'm assuming it's radiant or something like that? Force. Let me put it this way. Is it fire or acid damage? No, it's force damage. Okay, cool. Or poison damage. Okay, cool. Those are the only three I need to know about. Fire, acid, poison. Okay. Alright, cool. Then we have flower. I imagine everyone's sort of taken aback by this radiant sight, right? And takes a second to look up at this. Uh, Yes, I think think you hear uh, Sonic go... Oh, shit. <laughs> um, 
would this give me the opportunity to sort of snag Trick's note off the ground with my tail and sort of tuck it into my pocket or somewhere? Yeah, if you, you can just do that. If you want to do it without Athanasius noticing you, you can roll sleight of hand. Cool. I'm going to add bless to that. <laughs> hey, that's dealing him, uh, that's fair play, considering he used uh, the bones of St. Serendipian to lie to you about his necromancy. <laughs> do I get to uh, roll perception to counter or no? Mm, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. How, how well do you do on that sleight of hand, Flower? Eight? <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Uh, everyone sees you do it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that notebook is still on the ground too. That doesn't have any personal significance to me and Okay. Athen already made the show of ripping up the the spell model. True. I don't want to step on his toes that way. Okay. What well, were you going to do anything else? Um, I assume that's my action, so I don't yeah, really want to I guess. Okay. I mean, you guys are smacking this thing pretty handily, so I guess you don't need any extra help. I don't feel like I'm necessarily being super unfair to you guys have i dealt you any damage yet no god damn it (laughs) me biting my fingernails fretting oh no i'm gonna kill them with this boss (laughs) i ought to put three of these things up against you (laughs) uh flower took his turn uh so then it would be sonnet sonnet's like damn these guys got it covered i don't need to fucking be here like what the fuck I also added my bardic inspiration to that that sleight of hand check. Oh no! I still only got an eight. Okay, so all the fire the worm is taking. Uh, gonna roll one d four for you lighting. We'll just say it's head on fire. Oh no! I okay. I rolled that. Oh, what was it? It well, my, my three d four total to seven. Ah, two, okay. Two for the web and one for the burning hands. Excellent. Okay. Poor Cloud, man, like, here's this badass <laughs> boss fight, and then Max just like, let me entangle it for the entire fucking fight. Good luck. I learned very quickly that you have to include multiple enemies, no matter how, how powerful yeah. your one is. And make sure that just none of them of... will be disabled in any way by a fog cloud, because that's <laughs> gonna come out for sure. And just like, yep, for sure. And uh, eventually okay. I get bestow curse. At least you made it immune to blindness. God damn. And it, it fails another, unless, Caden, what's your spell save, DC? 14. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Nope. It's still restrained. So uh, now it's mad. It This thing is now completely enraged. Uh, it's tried to get under your skin. Nothing it's done has worked. Um, which one of you is standing closest to it, you think? Flower. Flower, because Flower yeah, tried to smack it. All right, Flower. I assume this thing gets more than one action a turn? Yes and no. It, it depends on what I want it to do. Because so. the webs specifically say it takes an action to use do a strength check. So, uh, it Yes, so this thing can make multiple actions per turn. So uh, let's see. Yep, it makes an attack against Flower. Uh, well, it hits with the first attack. Uh, so basically, Flower, I think it's just headbutting you. I, I think okay. it just, it brings its massive head down and just smacks you. With disadvantage? 
even with disadvantage, it it, okay. it, it, it got him. Yeah, I know. Just double checking. I, I know. I know there's a lot of shit going on right now. So. No, I remembered. I remembered that. Let's see. Uh, so take nine bludgeoning damage. Now let's see if the second. Oh, you know what? Since it already used one of its things, it's only going to slam you once. That's it. All right. Cuts through my temp HP and. Oh yeah, I forgot oh, you guys. Yeah, we so. still have temp HP. God. Now, do you still? Because does that go away after a after little... a long rest? We didn't take a long rest. Oh, okay. Well, then you do. Fantastic. Um, back to the top. We got Caden. Awesome. Well, I don't know how much better this could be going. Not not too much. You guys are basically whooping this thing's ass. So I'm, I'm waiting for it to break out of the strings for my next set of spells. <laughs> So spider webs, man. That so, it, this, books hate spider webs. While it's still restrained, I'll just use a cantrip. Okay. Um, Are you guys feeling sorry for it? You're like, no, oh, I'm not. No, poor I'm, I'm specifically saving because I only have one first level left, and I have two second levels left. And you need to spell slot free to reweb it once it breaks out. Obviously. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I could. All right, all right. Do what you're gonna do. I've got a different plan. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna shoot some lightning at it. Okay, that's fine. And just be like, kaboom! I have advantage. Good. This is great. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's so much better. Uh, and you have an extra D4 from plus. I don't think I'll need it. That's 24 without plus. Yeah. Eight. Okay, eight lightning damage. See. All right. This thing, it's. Head and it like the back part of its body look fine, but the place where fire has been burning at it for a little while now is starting to look singed, and uh, the books there are starting to burst into even more flame, and some of them are curling into cinders and falling to the ground. Uh, the middle part of it is starting to look kind of thin and not too good. Uh, it's been three see. rounds, right? Yeah, okay. I believe so. Uh, Athen up next. Okay. I'm going to use my bonus action to attack with my spiritual weapon. Okay. The next thing you guys fight is going to be like a lich dragon. (laughs) Uh, 25 to hit? (laughs) Yes. I mean, the web giving us advantage. What is it, 25 hit it? The web giving us advantage and it getting disadvantage. Yeah, we have advantage plus D four on all of our rolls, Cloud. Like, we need to get out of that web. Not quite all of our rolls, but a lot of our rolls. Um, six damage from the spiritual weapon. Okay. And I am going to path to the grave. Or is that the one where you mark it for death? Yeah, mark yep. its life force for termination. God, thank you. <laughs> um. I curse it until the end of my next turn. Next time uh, me or an ally hits the cursed creature with an attack, the creature has vulnerability to all of the attack's damage. Okay, I am going to state that doesn't give you double vulnerability. Okay. Right, so you use your get, big you thing regardless of whether or not it's damage. fire. Uh-huh. It's yeah, not, okay. yeah. All right. Just okay. use your big hit. Oh, Jesus, I've been rolling so many ones on damage, I'm scared. It's fine, you're... This is going to be overkill because you lit it on fire right away. Okay, uh, let's see. <laughs> Flower is next. All right. Oh, damn. If this was a natural 20, 
uh, 25 to hit. Yeah. And I'm going to Divine Smite, obviously. Mm, okay, awesome. It's not undead, right? To be no, it is not. Oh, great. 13 uh, times 2. Yo, 26 damage is nothing to laugh at, okay? That's a, yeah, I've definitely cleft some encyclopedias in half. Yeah, that's yeah, enough actually, to, like, um... cleave five villagers in half simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact, 26 damage. Flower, tell me how you kill the worm. Hey. So it descends on me, it headbutts, and um, I think, like, as it's coming up and its um, head is over me, I just jab upwards uh, into the books, uh, like, so hard that the machete pierces up through the top and Ooh, nice. showers little spits of um, ripped paper all around. And uh, uh, ink, like blood, flows down the blade of your machete uh, as this thing gives, it, it screams and writhes. Uh, the fire spreads uh, fairly quickly now, uh, faster and faster over the dry, dusty pages that make up its body. Uh, and before you, uh, the books, which were held together in this coherent shape, uh, fall to the ground, uh, still on fire. So you are now in a, a library room that is on fire. Uh, I use thaumaturgy to put out the fire. You can't put out this much fire with thaumaturgy. We can probably like dampen our exit, like. Yeah, uh, you. It's it's on the way to being quite a conflagration, so you you can't just put it out with thaumaturgy. Is this like time to flee? Like, are we about to be surrounded in flame? Um, it's gonna take a little while for that to happen, but unless you do something, this whole room is definitely eventually gonna catch on fire. Is it more than a five foot cube? Oh yes. Is it more than two five foot cubes? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> Can't you make it rain? No. He he got rid of Weathermaker. He weather got rid worker. of Weathermaker. Oh. Okay. Hold on, let's see <laughs> if I have a spell I can use. I'm like, you know... <laughs> Damn it, Mac, this is why you add Weathermaker. God! Wait, I have to have something. Hold on. <laughs> Kane just sits down looking through his cards. <laughs> Hang on, I know I can do something about this. I'm a storm sorcerer, for Christ's sake. I know, I know there's something. I know there is. Hold, just give me a minute. All right, sure. Um, mm, I don't know if it'll work or just make it work. Or just make it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to put the fire out or if it's going to make the fire worse. <laughs> so here's what it says, right? Okay. So it's gust of wind, 60 by 10 feet. Uh, I'm just going to stop you right there. <laughs> um... <laughs> It says it extinguishes candles, torches, and similar unprotected flames. Yeah, but this is a library that's starting to be on fire. Okay, let's see. Let's see anything Do you else. have a spell that makes a lot of water? You can't cast storm sphere. Athena's that's like a level nine. And destroy spell. water, right? Yeah, I was gonna say I have create and destroy water. How much water can you create? Ten gallons. That's quite a bit. Alternatively, the rain fall the water falls as rain in a thirty foot cube. That's That'll a big fucking cube. That'll do it. If you do that, it'll put the fire out. Okay, I cast create or destroy water and make it rain in a 30-foot cube. Okay. 
yeah, it can that let, let's just put it that way. That will put out enough of the fire that you guys can run around and smother out the rest, you know, stamp on stuff with thaumaturgy and other stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll get the main bulk of the fire under control so that you guys can take care of the rest easily. I'm worried that with the thing dead, the what's written on the note might disappear, so I'm going to as I'm running around be like holding that in one of my little hands and reading it. Uh it doesn't appear to be uh, nothing seems to be happening to it. Okay. I check on Sonnet. Uh, Sonnet is like half in and half out of this room. Like they, <laughs> like their torso is sticking up, like through the hole in the floor. Uh, and their feet are down on the staircase. In fact, they're sort of lounging, uh, like watching you guys work. <laughs> huh? You guys are really impressive. I'm uh, well, well, well done. And they. Give you a round of applause. <laughs> thank you, and thank thank you for that encouragement. Oh, that uh, that was nothing. We have some experience at this point working as a team, so yeah, I can we, tell. Yeah, we run pretty smoothly. Wow, you made mincemeat of that thing. We've already fought a giant sort of snake-like creature before, and so I guess we're just better at it. We are more prepared this time. Yeah, I think. Technically, the last one was like an insect of some sort, flower. But yeah, it was same general idea. Big, long thing that we had to kill. Well, I cannot wait for you to tell me all about that sometime. Honestly, I didn't know how that would end up. He's like looking at his hands because he'd <laughs> never cast web before. So it's just like, Ugh, I didn't know. Mm, that was a good job, Spider Boy. Spider Boy. Spider-Man? There's something to it. It has a little bit of a better ring to it. Yes, Caden, you kept it from doing hardly anything. I mean, look at us. <laughs> We're hardly t- touched. Yoali is going to be quite, quite shocked. Yeah, that was, uh, I don't know, it just occurred to me. Just thought, think big, long. We, sh- we should go down to her. Tell her we're okay. Yoali! We're okay! All right, and, uh, you guys... Head back down the stairs. Heroes. <laughs> I uh I think I kinda turned to Flower. I'm like, hey Flower, do you think that that key would work on a door that's been blasted off of its hinges? Well, I felt like we should perhaps get back to um what was the village called that um Joe was in? Well, okay, so Joe actually wasn't in a village. You guys came in through uh, an inn and tavern, which was called the Lonely Whistle. Oh, we never there, found the it fucking was kind boots. Of in the middle of, what? It was kind of in the middle of nowhere. Uh, there wasn't like a village around it. We oh, never okay. found Joe's boots, did we? Wait, my boots. <laughs> now he remembers. <laughs> and we, we, we wanted to go and check out the, the sock pile out. Side, we I promised you we could do that on the way back. Okay, you're right. Yeah, let's we'll see how everything also, looks. Also, uh... also that that knife that Sonnet was telling us that Bossom had. I don't. It sounds bad, and I don't like the thought of just any old person being able to find it. I want to go and collect that as well. We probably shouldn't touch it, but we should at least figure out where it is and we, we let have, the rest we of magic. them I, know. I I have a plan. It's okay. Okay. I have a feeling things are probably going to be different when we go back outside. Possibly. Perhaps it's not this... Willis wasn't the thing causing the illusion. It was 
Yowali. Yeah. True. If that was the case, then uh, you guys would be in big trouble right now because you'd be like falling through the air mm-hmm. into sand. Uh, the tower would have vanished if that was the case. Okay. Do I lose integrity? Um. Oh yes. From reading the note. Yes. yes. Uh, so you'll be at seven now. So I'm a little t- tad bit see through myself, huh? Yeah, maybe, maybe just, just a tiny bit. Bits. Although you don't look nearly as bad as Sonnet does. No, no. Uh, I had decided in case they had to roll uh, that their score was five. So okay, yeah. Uh, well, that's right. not as bad as I thought it was. I was yeah. worried they were at like three. Yeah, I thought it was no. two to three based on how. No, you not started. quite that bad. I didn't say they were totally see-through. They're they're starting to be a little translucent at the edges. It's like in Coco when the kid starts to turn into a skeleton. Uh, it's it's like Coco. that. Excuse How have you me? never seen Coco? It's a great movie. Go watch it right now. I mean, Coco's Cloud. A... Cloud, you've like never seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which is literally partially named after you. So. I know. It's your movie. Look. Okay, but I have seen Coco, and Coco's very good, so go watch Coco. All right, uh, that's let's uh, let's stop. Uh, send me your audio. You'll find an appropriate point to cut it. Uh huh. That's it for this week. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode, and please give us a rating and review to help others join our adventure. You can find out more about the show and how to get in touch with us on our website, talesfromthetablecast.com, and you can find us on Twitter, at TableTalesCast. This podcast was edited by Cloud and Audrey, and produced by Cloud. Special thanks to Matt Marshall for his awesome advice. Our theme music is 8-Bit Adventure by Adhesive Wombat. This is your Dungeon Master, Cloud, and I hope you'll join us next week on Tales from the Table.